0: Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Ohio Mina-san! What's up weebs and casuals alike? We're Baka and company and we're here to provide you with a deep dive in all to in all of your random anime shows and movies and uh, other things we found interesting. We'll talk about both new and old, good and bad, and everything in between. On this show, we have myself, the calico calico cat, Drew Tendo sixty four, the fast and the burriest Frankfurter, yeah, and the mischievous murder mittens. It's magically average for the family.
2: He would be the one that murders somebody. <laughs> <laughs> at least,
1: at least I'm not a reference to a
0: movie where everyone's fan base just eats crayons. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> we're family here okay yeah, we're, we're family we're family me, we, me familia
2: we drink <laughs> coronas and we fly cars into space okay god,
1: god damn it
2: uh speaking of space what are we talking about today drew
1: Bryce. uh we, today we're talking about the cat returns a As studio Ghibli i was
0: like i was like what a, what a segue i love <laughs> actually segue, <laughs> i love
1: segueing into
0: something that doesn't make sense <laughs>
2: Just near the very
0: end, wonderful. A
2: little bit of spaciness it's,
0: it's not, it's all right, whatever, Drew. Continue on.
1: <laughs> well, with a Studio Ghibli film, you're coming in here expecting it to be directed by Hayao Miyazaki. Well, fun fact, it wasn't. It was, what? I know it was directed by Hiroyuki Morita, he's done a whole bunch of other things, but again. Uh, with his animation career and working at Ghibli, he's done, like, works on My Neighbor, the N- Yamada's and a oh. whole bunch of other stuff. But this was his one and only directorial debut for the company. And um, another fun fact is, again, Hayao Miyazaki was not a screenwriter on it either. So that was uh, Reiko Yoshida. And then uh, Composer, you'd come in thinking, hey, it's going to be another Joe he Hisashi uh kind of event also again no uh we got Yuji nomoi uh on that as well so it was a very different feel of a movie overall um and again it was one of the shorter films in their repertoire being uh what was it an hour and 12 minutes 15. somewhere around there yeah 15 yeah, okay down. so yeah. yeah and in that kind of ballpark as well it it's not their highest rated film. It's not their lowest. It's just kind of a nice mid entry into a different universe that we may have not seen before and a different animation style. I feel as well, like a lot of smooth frames, I want to say, and a lot of very intricate. Yeah. Flows going with all the cats dancing, but, um, if you're this far into the podcast and you don't know what the movie is about, basically, high school girl saves a cat. Cat is a prince. There's a mystical cat world, and she is now betrothed to the prince. And the cats start giving her gifts and plan to abduct her to marry. Become... Huh?
2: To marry said prince. Yeah. Yeah.
1: To marry the prince. And there's yeah. this whole big fanfare of of it all. But before we get too deep into story, characters, and all that jazz. Um, Frank, what were your initial kind of gut reaction feel to watching this film?
2: Gut reaction is this is just a, a fun movie. Um, I mean, Ghibli films or Ghibli Ghibli films are generally a lot of fun. There's they're something in all those films to like, whether it be... The characters, music, setting, animation, what have you, there's always something for you to enjoy. And this one was no different. There's something for me to enjoy. There's something for me to nitpick as well. But you had said the kind of fluid animation. Yeah, I would agree with that. And the thing that like stood out to me the most about that was when the girl goes to the cat bureau and they show kind of like an archway and it just kind of zooms in and it's like a really fluid zoom in and like the walls kind of get bigger as you're getting closer and I thought that was really really cool for the fact that like it is still hand-drawn and it is kind of a weird image to just see stretched out but not be done digitally it it was hand-drawn so to me that was really cool but um there's a lot in this movie that I liked there's some that I disliked this was an average rated film And I would agree with that It's it's like it's right in the middle ground For me I really enjoyed it but I You know not my favorite
1: Okay well with it not being your favorite And us classifying it As mid-ish uh, Magically Average did you feel About the same or what did, what did You take away from like your original Reactions
0: Yeah I, I
1: kind of have similar Thoughts and feelings to it I
0: I feel like this is the least Ghibli Ghibli film um, that, like you still have the animation and you still have the unique art style to like what makes a Ghibli Ghibli film that sort of like the the blood of it all but in terms of like the meat and, and the characteristics of the film itself it was like so far removed from what like everyone would classify as being like a classic Ghibli Ghibli film. It was the least fantastical, I would say it was the least, uh, like I don't, we always make fun of the stories, but it was like, there wasn't a lot of twists and turns to the story. It was a very like straightforward, no real surprises. Um, it was also the, one of the Ghibli Ghibli films that takes place in like a modern city. And I was like, this feels weird. I don't know if I like this that much. This is kind of awkward. So, yeah, I mean, but like watching it, though, it was still fun. You know, I still had a good time. Um, Definitely thought, because this was the first time I've ever seen it, too. Uh, Definitely thought the cats were going to turn human and be like, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like she thinks it's a cat, but it's actually like a human. Right. And and they're like, no, you got to fuck this cat. And I'm like, oh, Okay. Uh so what's happening here and they're like no 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 just kidding you're going to turn into a cat and then you're going to fuck the cat and I'm like I'm still not sure about how I feel also the fact that the main character is like a little into the idea of it at first and I'm like mm, 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 I don't know mm. if
2: she was into the idea of like fucking the cat but I, more of she... like being in the cat lifestyle of sitting in the sun bathing like bathing in the sun and just relaxing and sitting around doing nothing all day we Um, we
0: put we put it it, like a not age restriction but we say this is not made for kids and when our podcast goes up it does say explicit language so i am allowed to say this she was given the barren fuck me eyes so hard the moment she met him and that fucker was like two feet tall
1: at most and he was like i'm porcelain
0: yeah and And he's like i'm not even real and she's like, I would use you in many ways if given the opportunity.
2: Yeah, I won't argue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> but no, but I mean, like, it, it was still fun. I, like, as I was watching it, I was like, what does this kind of feel like? And it, it was, it came out in 2002. And I'm like, you know what? It kind of feels like a Disney film from back then when it was like, the Disney film was like less magical. You know, it was like, it felt like they were just kind of going for like a very safe, straightforward story route. I'm trying to think of like ones that came out back then. Um, I mean,
2: like a Bug's Life. Was around yeah, area, you, know? you had
0: a Bug's Life. Uh, I think Emperor's Wally. New Groove. No, Wally was like Wally 2007. Was not, yeah. There.
2: It was, uh, I guess it was mid-2000s, but this was 2002.
0: I think, I think Emperor's New Groove came out right around there, like
1: 2003 Yeah, or and so. that wasn't super fantastical. It yeah. was more like...
0: Yeah, it was, you I know, mean, it, it it was interesting. Again, it was like, it like still had the Disney vibe to it, too, where it was like mm-hmm. really pretty animation, cool, you know, environment, it had fun characters, you know, it had obviously the goofy one. Shout out to Kronk. Uh, but, like, that's how I kind of felt watching this, where I was like, it it has the essence of a Ghibli Ghibli film, but it doesn't have the, like the real heart and soul of one, which again, it's not a bad thing, but I wonder if that's
2: because uh, spirited away, which came out in 2001 took a lot of, those resources away and this was kind of just like a hodgepodge of who was left over to help work on another yeah, film keep,
1: keep them busy <laughs> maybe <laughs>
2: because, maybe because i'm sure that i don't know what the circumstances behind like the creation of this film was but it could have been one of those hey we were hired to make a film based off of whatever property or we were hired to make a film for nippon television um so we got to make one but also Miyazaki's making one that's coming out in 2001 and we want to work on that
0: so i i don't know i think it's i think it's less to do with so, the the scheduling and more just like this was kind of the vision that the this director had cuz again it's not a Miyazaki right it's it's this other uh, gentleman i can't remember the name this The director when, yes
1: here yuki uh, um, yeah, sorry, I'm on a I'm on a different page. No,
0: you're <laughs> good.
2: I, I got you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've got two resources now. Um, yeah, I just spew stuff and then people look it up for me. Um, yeah, I mean it it could just be that piece, but again, it, this is all to say though that it wasn't bad. It was still fun. Yeah. I still liked it. It still was enjoyable, but it it definitely like if you were to slap another uh, studio on it i wouldn't bat an eye like i wouldn't yeah, think it, like oh okay. this is like this th- this has to be a ghibli ghibli film also if people are wondering why we say ghibli ghibli it's because it people use it interchangeably and we want to be inclusive so if you get annoyed with it that screw you um
1: if you get annoyed with it come on the
0: podcast and talk about yeah, it yeah Boom. that's it's our next pocket bites episode um that's <laughs> yelling at people okay <laughs> i mean that's most of the one but yeah i mean but that that those are kind of my thoughts too i mean i I don't even feel like this isn't the type of film either where I want to get like nitpicky with story story or like characters and stuff. I think there's like, there's one big glaring piece to it that I feel like we'll talk about, but it was just like, I was having more fun than anything. So a lot of the, the shortcomings that I would really, you know, pick out of, of a normal Ghibli Ghibli film. I kind of was like, eh, it's not worth it. This is just, it's just fun.
1: Well to dive into a couple things like the you guys pointed out how they were kind of hired to make this so a little info on that is that when they made Whispers of the Heart um, there's a character in that who writes a fantasy novel and she's writing about a character called the Baron and apparently a lot of people were really interested in that character so they're like okay well let's flesh out who this Baron character could be so they're doing that separately and they were it made an uh the character in her novel got an indirect sequel. But um with the cat returns, it was when they started doing it, it was called the quote unquote cat project. But that's because a theme park was like, hey, you need to make a 20 minute short film starring cats for us. And Miyazaki's like, deal. Oh and so what he did is he made the three like key ingredients to this were the Baron, Muta uh, and a mater- mysterious antique shop. So he worked all those elements into it to make like this short. And then from there, we get the eventually the cat returns. But the fact is, this was an original kind of obscure idea they were working with. So you can kind of see that in that the story is okay. There's no one in it that is hyper fixated and interesting for me to pay attention to it was just kind of like oh that character is that kind of character this character is that character okay thank you and then with the voices that I wanted to step in um the fact that the king is voiced by Tim Curry is just absolutely outstanding. like I'd love to hear Tim Curry um <laughs> Peter Boyle, the dad from Everybody Loves Raymond, is yep. Muta. <laughs> I can hear it now. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, then, and
2: then the Baron is Carrie Ells, who was yeah. from freaking the Carrie Princess was? Bride. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Which is or, one of my... or Saw. He's also in Saw. Yeah, he's also the
0: princess... in the most recent season of Stranger Things. I think too. Ooh, hmm. fun!
2: I only bring up the Princess Bride because it is one of my favorite movies. Like, that movie oh, yeah. is freaking gold. If you've never seen The Princess Bride, like, it's, it's do not anime,
1: so we can't talk about it.
2: Correct. It, we won't oh. talk about it, but, like, it is fantastic. Yes. Go watch
1: 100%. it. 100%. They should it make it into sun. an anime. Yeah. They're, they're, that's my. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> Counter movie to Frank's, my favorite, carry Always, is uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Men in Tights! You definitely oh, should go yeah. watch that one, that's... too
2: right yep that's a good one
1: robin you lost your arm
0: i actually we're gonna sidebar <laughs> real quick because i have to i have to flex a little bit i met carrie always and i got him to sign a picture of him from robin hood met in tights and he signed it uh someone get a locksmith
1: nice I was like
0: yeah hey <laughs> all
1: right continue that's awesome um and then we also have Anne hathaway as the main character haru uh, we can go down further and like judy greer is yuki and if you don't know who judy greer is She's Cheryl on Archer.
0: She most certainly (laughs) is. I was like, that name's so familiar. Where is she from? And it's Cheryl. That's even funnier to think of Yuki now, who's this very soft voiced, (laughs) well-mannered, very prim, proper cat to Cheryl Tunt. (laughs)
1: <laughs> from <laughs> threatening to Archer. blow people up.
2: I mean, Judy you're Greer's not my supervisor. So many things other than just Archer, though. Like well,
0: she's, she's in... also Arrested no, she's... Development. Yeah, she's in a good amount of stuff. Yeah, yeah. This forty. Like, it's I, I. She's wonderful. I love Judy Greer. She's
1: hilarious. Um, and then, uh, Natoru, the the one the cat with the big uh, red spots on his cheeks. It's Andy Richter as well, which is out is of the, left field
0: is he the one that was like the the,
1: the butler kind of thing he's always like miss haru miss haru He's yeah, the he's like the guy yeah he was yeah. Like, yeah
2: no i don't want to marry the cat okay cool so you're gonna marry yeah. the cat yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: and then and he was very uh, honest though he's like we're gonna come <laughs> kidnap you in the middle of the night
1: be ready <laughs> okay <laughs>
0: he was like, by like yeah
1: by I the way we're kidnappers all would
0: tell me they'd give me we're like gonna a fill your time. front lawn
1: with uh cat grass too cat tails cattails yeah um but uh her mom so Haru's mom was is played by Christine Sutherland and then her f- high school friend Hiromi is Kristen Bell so you got Anna there from Frozen for no reason <laughs> or Eleanor shellstrop from the good place if oh my another
2: it is so weird to see just Kristen Bell's name just pop up out of nowhere and like all these <laughs> early things because like you think you hear the name Kristen Bell you're like oh I know who that is She's super famous, but it's like early two thousand. She appears in all these small things that you're like, "Oh my god, this is great! This is fantastic!" What the fuck were you doing in this? I. That, that's like every I'm not. Film. Like, yeah, no, that's like this, true.
0: They got fucking. One of those things they got that, fucking Liam Neeson to voice a character in Ponyo, the guy that's like, "I'm gonna I fuck think. you if you don't take take back, Wasn't, give me back my daughter." Yeah. That's what I mean. Like he was a big voice in Ponyo. He's also the guy in all the Taken movies. That's like, I will fuck you to the next earth over if you don't return my family. So it's funny to see him in a Ghibli Ghibli film being like, Oh Ponyo, you're so funny and goofy.
2: Yeah, no, like this is another one of those moments of just like, this is the power that Ghibli Ghibli has to bring in like these top notch, actors not even voice actors actors yeah full-blown be actors. like i want to be in this let me be in this because i feel like every movie no matter how big or small has been star-studded and this is also just like one of those things this was made in 2002 mm-hmm. spirited away came out in 2001 so that probably had a good bit to do with it but like before then Really, the only thing that the U.S. saw was my uh, My Neighbor Totoro and Castle in the Sky. Those were the two big ones oh, that came Kiki. out. Well, I guess you Kiki. Had Kiki. I remember yes, seeing I remember birthday, seeing like, ads
1: for Kiki for like three to five Disney movies that my sister had. It was like, and Disney presents Kiki's Delivery Service.
2: But yeah, it's just interesting to see that like all of these big name actors now were in these movies way back when it's Mm. so cool to see and then like they've continued that trend since and i mean even we'll we'll eventually get to it whenever it comes out in the u.s but the boy and the heron their voice acting cast just came out and holy shit it's another one of those how yeah how do you how like you you have to be a special person to draw everybody like that into your movie
1: so i have special eyes i (laughs) look
0: look with your special eyes um, my brand. The the this brings up like everything you're talking about with the voice the, the voice acting brings up something that I want to talk about. Um it's not extremely prevalent in The Cat Returns. There are scenes where I was I was like, oh I kinda it's it adds a nice little flavor to it. Um but in a lot of like the Ghibli Ghibli films, you take notice to how the characters it's not even like ad libbing. It's that they almost pretend like they're acting in that character's spot, like in, in the animation style. And i <clears throat> I'm doing a horrible job of explaining it. But like an example <laughs> is like when, like when the character's getting flustered and they're like kind of running back and forth, the little like, Oh my, w- wait, hang on. I get a, oh, it, like, that, that's not scripted. Like, that's just something that they're like, okay, your character is going to be flustered kind of scrambling around the room, trying to get stuff in order go. And like most times in like regular western animation, it's just you add like sound effects and like crazy music and stuff and things are shooting across the screen, but like in a Ghibli Ghibli film, they treat it like a like an actual film with real people where it's like it makes you feel like it's realistic in a way. Like all the interactions, all the conversations, the fluidity the fluidity of how they talk to individuals and in different, you know, scene transitions, everything about it is very much like Actors acting in a live-action film, and I think that's I, the reason why they have such amazing actors do it because they don't want someone who they can find someone that has like an insane voice, like whoa, you sound like what I imagine the Cat King would be sound like. But then they could start voicing it, and they'd be like, "This is atrocious. You don't have <laughs> you don't have any flow. You're not embodying like." The reactions and the 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 facial you know you know features and things like that like all of these different small pieces that go into making a Ghibli Gilby film feel alive comes from the acting, and I think that's why like most of the actors that also voice too afterwards they're like this is this is great because it's challenging. It's like that's so much harder than acting because acting it's just me. But now I'm acting as if I'm someone else and that person's animated. So it's like I have to not only pretend to be someone else, but do it in an animation style and have my tone and my inflections and my reactions fit that as well. Like I can't do it like myself. It has to be translated into an animated figure. And I think that's why they get all these big names because they're like, who best to do this?
2: Yeah, and I, I think with this one specifically in like the early 2000s, I think it was from The Wind Rises bef- and before Disney was in charge of distribution, so they got whoever they wanted. Disney was like, okay, we're gonna dub this, we're gonna get these people. Um, but like, I was just taking a look at the other kind of lesser known movies, the movies that aren't Miyazaki movies. And they're still star studded. They're they're insane. Like the only one movie that I've seen that isn't star studded is the newest one, which was Earwig and the Witch. That well, one has like nobody in it. To we my don't, ex- for good case, reason. We yeah. don't
0: talk about that one.
2: We don't, but like there are there are people in these movies that I didn't even realize were in these movies. Like um I didn't realize that John C. Riley was in when Marnie was like huh. there yeah, like there are yeah. so many different movies and I think uh is either Tale of Earth Asia or something else. But uh, Amy Poehler was in a movie. It's like Um, all these like actors and actresses and these like that are just, I don't know. It's it's mind blowing every time. Well, Spirit Away,
1: Spirit Away has Michael Chiklis as the dad. Like.
2: And he has such a minor role.
1: Exactly. Like for him to say 13 sentences in the whole film. Daddy's
2: got a credit card. (laughs) (laughs) but that's uh, one of the lines (laughs) i understand i was giving you time frank (laughs) to
1: stop laughing at your own joke um (laughs) it's never enough time (laughs) (laughs) uh but anyway to kind of piggyback on the voice casting we talk about it time and time again and and to echo what you guys said it is fantastic they do a great job and to kind of even go further beyond the like full voice cast instead of using white noise or just like, cause you can download white noise of like what a schoolyard sounds like, or what a busy street sounds like when uh, there's a point where Haru is running to school and there's kids talking. And I put this in our conversation earlier today. Someone just says the line, Oh, that's a car. Have you tried driving it? And yeah. you, it's a very, clear conversation that someone is having that has nothing to do with the story but the sound designers went that extra mile to be like oh no we need it to sound like there's real kids talking and having conversations
2: and what would kids talk about driving cars yeah
1: in japan when and and not know what a car is trying
2: to get a license in japan it's like pulling teeth
0: holy hell Anyways. public transportation baby yeah no well I, I that's mean,
1: what happens when you have a city plan its infrastructure around its populace all right, all right.
0: We, can, we can, we could talk about the socioeconomics of japan and how it's so much superior we to everyone else but it's fine. yeah um i digress <laughs> no that was also something i noticed too but and i and i feel like that's where the film also kind of deviated from what is by essence like a a Ghibli Ghibli film is is because of the fact that part of it does take place in a city so like you fill in the cityscape with noises of on the street like cars and uh stop signs beeping and then all of the people walking by and conversing storefronts having like there was one scene where she's following uh Fatso and uh there's a guy <laughs> Playing like a little musical instrument uh, outside of the shop. It was like small stuff like that is really noticeable in this film. And it kind of feels that's why it feels so weird because in a lot of the other Ghibli Ghibli films, that empty space noise is filled with like music, it's filled with some sort of orchestral piece that ties into whatever is happening. If it's something like slow paced, it's, you know, the scene is, is just kind of transitioning through scenery. It, it could be something very loud and, and boisterous or something very soft and melodic. Like here you get just sounds, which is also why it feels weird, right? Like some of the, mu- I mean, the music is almost coming from the like scenes themselves. And I, I say that in the it's not like music put into the scene. It's music created within the scene. Like when the cats are marching down, they're playing instruments as they march through the streets at night to Haro's house. Again, there's the part where she's running through the streets and you just hear all these sounds. And then like a music box is playing. Um, it's things like that, that I enjoyed. I felt like it fit well with this film, but again, it it's not what one would typically associate with like, the regular formula of a ghibli ghibli film and that's a good thing it could be a good thing it could be a bad thing it depends on how you interpret it i i just look at this film and i go this was a lot of fun was it convoluted no it was easy to follow were there parts that had very major gaps yeah that's very ghibli Ghibli ghibli-esque though in fairness uh was it pretty to look at yeah it was still nice to look at but at the end of the day it wasn't something that i'm like man it there's there's like this weird piece missing like i've got so much to critique about it i'm like no it was just it was just fun because i don't associate it as being like a true ghibli ghibli film i it's it's in this weird kind of bucket on its own i think that's why i can just look at it and watch it and just have fun
2: yeah with the hour 15 time tag on this like uh, it, it doesn't feel like a full-length feature. It does feel kind of like a short story, yeah. which in no regard is a bad thing. No. But as you said, for pacing, like there are things that you're like, why is this happening? Or this is going really quickly. Like The one real big instance for me that I was just like, this is really weird, is that the the girl is trying to escape the cat city near the end. And then all of a sudden, like the duke and the king... Are having a sword fight? Like when did this happen? Like I, uh, they, they were just kind of like standing in a circle, and then all of a sudden they're outside on a cliff and they're sword fighting.
0: It's the Baron, not the oh, dude. Sorry, the sorry, the Baron. Oh, and they're running up the tower too. You just obviously zoned out. Typical. <laughs> just typical
2: they were they were literally sitting at the bottom they were the prince no, was like oh, hold up. off the king.
0: they were standing at that so threw Sir. haru up and then they're like and Here. she started and then, running up and, and then the literally... baron no the baron started running because the king threw his sword at the baron and he's like fight me you chicken and well, then he's like gladly you you did you fucking you don't you can't pull the sheets over my head i know when you're you're bullshitting and i, I can smell it um the part that don't
2: make me don't make me beat you with a, a pillowcase full of soap. No, no. <laughs>
0: uh, anyway, back to high school. Yeah. Um, the part that infuriated me. And again, it, it was something that like hit me afterwards because it, it I was not really following it for like the plot, you know. What? Was shocking. Um, But like afterwards, reflecting on what I what I watched, I was like that that part should have pissed me off but it didn't um when she first goes to the cat bureau and she like enters that new area and everything's like small and stuff and then she has the conversation with the baron and fatso and toto toto Tote i don't know the raven or the crow um the baron says this is a place where people's and like wishes or like imagination their creations come to life and live and he's like that's why the bird used to be a statue but it's it's able to be a bird because someone looked at it basically what they was applying was someone looked at it and was like what if this was alive and that's why the (laughs) baron who's a porcelain figure of a cat is alive and i'm like cool Are we gonna explore that more? Nope. 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 Because cats (laughs) are gonna kidnap me, and I'm gonna go to the cat kingdom, and the rest of the movie is gonna be in the cat kingdom.
2: We got an hour fifteen. We ain't got time to explain. Yeah.
0: So, it. it, But you know, in in like every other Ghibli Ghibli film that we've reviewed, I I would have been like, that is the point where I just was like so stuck on because they never came back to it. Like we did that with um, Ponyo. We did it with. all the other fucking movies that we watched that I'm blanking (laughs) on at this point. Uh, Like it's, it's something where normally I would have really focused on for the rest of the film and waited with bated breath to be like, okay, now they're going to get back to that. Okay, now they're going to get back to that. They have to get back to that, right? Because it, it has to be critical. Literally, the character that she falls in love with is a porcelain figure that's alive somehow. We're we not going to talk about this more and how that started? He's just going to, like, just say it casually? Like, oh, yeah, just fucking inanimate objects can come alive if people wish it to be. So what? <whistles> All right, you're getting kidnapped bad cats. Let's go. Like, it's that would frustrate me to no end, but because I was more just watching it for the enjoyment of it, it completely passed me by. And and again, I, I'm going to repeat myself over and over, I really associate that with the fact that this just doesn't feel like a standard Jubilee Ghibli film. It, it's, it's got a different feel to it. It's got a different vibe to it. It's, it's not what we would imagine... a a standard film from theirs to be. And I think again, whether that's a a positive thing or a negative thing, it's up to, you know, everyone's personal beliefs on it. But for me, I, I think it's almost a benefit because I was able to just sit back and watch it and enjoy it, you know, without really diving too deep into the story and the plot and, and all these different moving parts. I was just able to watch funny cats be funny and a King voiced by Pennywise (laughs) do crazy shit. Like, just it was great yeah and that's
2: that's i feel like that's one of the reasons why i wanted to watch this one i i was the one that suggested we watch this next um partly because most ghibli Ghibli films are made by miyazaki himself this one was directed by somebody completely different so i wanted to throw something different into the mix just so we have kind of a frame of reference of like this is what ghibli is outside of miyazaki and this is a very early example. I think, if not the first example of a movie that wasn't directed by uh, Hayao Miyazaki, it might be like the second or third. Probably, um, I'm just forgetting what came before it. But I know I that you, this was—I know that this was one of the first films.
1: Um, uh, so there's there's four others before it. Oof.
2: I have the list here now. Grave of the Fireflies, <laughs> Kiki's. Del- nope, Kiki's wasn't only yesterday, which I don't know that one.
1: Palm Poco,
2: Palm Poco, which that we makes watched.
1: sense. Yeah, and my neighbor the Yamadas.
2: Well, Whisper of the Heart as well.
1: Yeah, Whisper of well, the
2: Heart. Well, he, so. yeah, he Hayao Miyazaki wrote it, but he didn't direct it.
1: Yeah, exactly. But no, I see where you're coming from, Frank. Like, you can you can very much tell that this is not something they went a thousand percent on it's it's still a good showing for for the content um i was just remembering i was looking into the original manga that preceded this and in the movie we get presented as the cat kingdom as this extra dimensional that exists parallel to the earth's universe um in the manga cat kingdom is essentially cat heaven (laughs) so it's a lot darker um and yuki she she didn't feed yuki
2: well oh.
1: yuki is uh different and got isekai to the cat kingdom but wait hang on. <laughs> are
0: you implying that she's a human that got isekai to the cat kingdom? no she's a
1: cat she's a cat oh. that met met Uh-oh. truck son uh yeah, oh. but again, there was a there was also a, a like a less happy ending. So they they did change and work things out to be.
0: but she plummeted to her death instead of walking down a bunch of crows? Uh,
1: I don't think so. Oh. But <laughs> I don't. Well, know. I but uh, anyways, they did change the source content, so that that's to be expected. Why maybe a couple things <clears throat> uh, didn't make sense, but. <laughs>
0: This part, I, this part might be harder to look up, but I, I also noticed watching it on um, a particular streaming service, not illegally, legally. I just don't know if we should name it or not. Um, it for licensing no, reasons. Don't, just, the one that yeah, is. It was PTO on a service. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's rated G, and I feel like oh, yeah. most of the other ones are rated PG. So. So I'm wondering if that has to do with it for more targeted towards like the younger kids. It's easier to watch. It's based on cats. You don't want to you don't want to make it dark and disturbing. Thanks Miyazaki, like uh, some of the other Ghibli Ghibli films out there.
1: Yeah, well, it is like theat well not theatrically because it was never released over here theatrically, but it 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 does hit the North American system as G. All all are welcome to to watch it, but. When you look into some of those deeper, darker sources, obviously, Um, but I'm just going to double back on my feelings for everything. And to me, it's a six out of 10. It it is not my favorite Ghibli movie. It is not my least favorite Ghibli movie. It is not a hated film. It's not a loved film. And I want to thank Frank actually, because it's a great palate cleanser. It's getting us out of uh, a loop and it's getting us out of just very set processes that uh haio uses and it gets us out of his direction it gets us out of his storyboards and his storytelling to kind of say this is different and then obviously what what we watch next is going to obviously change our preconceptions on him and what he does but still this film is a film to watch um 75 minutes out of your day put it on while you're at lunch at work or watch it on your phone on the train. It's not to me, it's not one of the pillars that I hold anime movies to, and it's not a pillar that I use to say like this is what great storytelling and animation does. It's it's fine. And I like it for what it was, but I'm not gonna lose my mind if someone comes into the comments and is like this movie is absolutely trash. And, um, actually this character is the cousin of the third villain from like it. Exactly. It's, it's a good movie. I had fun, but I'm not losing my mind about it. Yeah. Final thoughts.
0: Also drew over here, not being inclusive to those who don't go to the office and can't ride on a train. Thanks drew. (laughs) I work from home. (laughs) Um, well, I was also going to comment that, uh, next episode is going to be spirited away. So get ready. um, I yeah. My final final thoughts are just it, take away the label, and just watch it as an animated movie. Yeah, and I think you're gonna enjoy yeah. it a lot more. Like if, if you if you get rid of the the adorable Studio Ghibli Ghibli stamp that comes on the the title screen, and you get ten fact, seconds in. Yeah, exactly. If you ignore that fact and just watch it as a as a animated film from an unknown studio in Japan. I'm sure you're gonna enjoy it. It it is a fun watch. It's goofy. The characters are enjoyable. Um, again, if you can hear the voice acting and you know the actors, like you can be like, "Whoa, that is Tim Curry." Pennywise is the king, or the weird Soviet <laughs> general from the one video game that I can't stop quoting because he's too funny in it. Spice. Spice. <laughs> um, it's just like that's that's the the. Best pieces of this film, so go and have watch it, and turn your brain off. It's one of the few times I ever say that about an anime or animated film. Watch it with your brain off. It is a lot of fun, but yeah, I think I would give it again because we are grading it in the the arsenal of of Studio Ghibli Ghibli films that have been created. Um, still have to rate it against the others. I would give it probably a six and a half. You know, all right. Um, Just again for the fact that yes, it is still one of their films. Um, It doesn't have the the soul, the heart, the the true essence of what a Studio Ghibli Ghibli film typically has. But it's a nice, as you put it, Drew. It's a nice refresher, right? It's a nice palate cleanser um, from from the standard. And then we go kind of cycling back into the. Miyazaki ones where you have to be focused the entire time and figure out what the fuck is going on half the time. So this is a nice, easy going one and it's filled with cats. So what, what more can you ask for?
2: Yeah. Um, sentiments the same. I think I'd probably give it about six and three quarters to a seven. Um, just for the fact that it is a shorter movie and it, with the amount of time, what they did with it, I thought was fantastic. It was a very fun movie. So just from that pure perspective, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. So to me, I'd probably give it around a six and three quarters to a seven. It, it, there's not much more I can say that you guys haven't. So yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Go watch it. It's worth a watch at least. Makes
0: so. makes sense that the furry of the group likes it. So, Ooh. I didn't realize
2: I'm the furry of the group. When we got I don't
0: know. To Mr. No, Mr. Yeah. Stars over here.
2: Okay. You know what? Beastars is, is a good, it's a good series. It's a yeah.
1: fun it's series. A little, um, actually it's pronounced uh, beast stars. What did I say? No, I'm bee just messing with you. B, B stars. This is just full Spies. of bees. It's full of bees in space. <laughs> the bees. <laughs> well, if you've been with us this long, I want to thank you for coming out, listening to us ramble about the cat returns. Um, you know us as Baca and Company. If you want to reach out to us, you can email us at Bakako at gmail.com. We're also Bacaco Podcast on Spotify and anywhere you get your podcasts. So look us up. Real find quick, us. We're
0: Baca and Company, not Baka Podcast. We're, oh my god. On streaming I'm services.
1: To... Yeah. So we're Baka and Company. I'm wrong. You're you. right. And once I again
2: said, I'm Ron. I was like, no, you're Drew. Oh my god. I'm
0: Ron. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs>
1: Adios, muchachos. Have a great night. <laughs>